Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. We have a... Uh, we have something very special. For us, it's always special. Rabbi Yudin, each week for the last four decades, is always special. But when he's broadcasting live from Israel, we get the feeling that he's helping us bridge the gap between us and the Holy Land. And he is in uh, in Israel at the moment, and will speak with us in just a moment about Parshas Pinchas. This time each every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Well, it's good morning for you. It's good afternoon for me and all those that are here in Eretz Yisrael. And this is the one thing you probably could be jealous if I said it last week. I'll say it again. There's no place like home. That's it. You feel at home. All right, we'll come back to home in a few moments. Let's get to Pasha's Pinchas. Pasha's Pinchas has six mitzvos, and they are positive mitzvos, and they deal with different korbanos. The korban tomit we bring every day, the korban musaf of Rosh Chodesh, the korban musaf of Shabbos, and mitzvos of Shofar and Rosh Hashanah. Now, wait a second. What's going on here? So, says the Chidushe. I'm sorry, says the commander of Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev, so beautifully. If you take the three weeks seriously, and I tried to suggest last week, let's try to take it seriously, remembering by one davening a little slower, and especially the parts that talk about the three weeks, Yerushalayim, Moshiach, and Korbanos. Now watch. The fact that if one takes this time of the year seriously, a sense of yeush, a sense of despondency, could very well set in. And therefore, it's not by chance, it's not by coincidence that every year either Pinchas is during the three weeks, like this year, or right before Shabbos the day before. The bottom line is that the purpose of reading Pashas Pinchas is the Oded, to give us that sense of assurance that it is coming. Karbanos will be offered in the Beis HaMikdash. There's going to be the Karban Tamid. There's going to be the Karban of the various Musafim, additional Kobarnos, on the Yom Tovim. I'd like to share with you a delicious insight of the Vilna Gaon. We know that the Parsha begins with the reward given to Pinchas for the action that he took at the very end of Parsha's Bolak. He saw Unfortunately, a head prince of the tribe of Shimon, Zimri ben Salu, took a Midianite woman and brings her to Moshe, we're told in the Gemara Sanhedrin, asking, is this woman permissible? And if you say no, look, you married a woman from Midian. Yes, if anybody is listening and wondering, how could it be? Moshe married her, remember, before Matan Torah. This is taking place way after Matan Torah. 
The bottom line is that for the moment, Moshe forgot the halacha. Pinchas comes and says to Moshe, wait a minute, Moshe Rabbeinu, did you not teach us? Lo kach limadatani, didn't you teach us? Beridetacha mehar sinai, when you came down from the mountain, haboelis kusis, if someone literally violates and lives with a non-Jewish woman, kanoyim pogimbo, then a zealot is permitted to come and kill him. The rest, my friends, is history. Moshe says the one who reads the letter, he should be the one to carry it out. And Pinchas takes the romach, the spear, kills them both, and the Torah tells us the magefa, the plague, stops as a result of Pinchas' heroism. In this week's parsha, we're told that he gets the peace prize, Brisi Shalom. Isn't it strange? And the Nitziv says beautifully, because having done an act of murder, which could perhaps scar, tarnish his personality, the Torah says, no, I give him, says Hashem, Brisi Shalom, I will give him that equilibrium. I would give him that sense of calm that he had before, even after he did something of this nature. Now, the question that the Vilna Gaon asks is, wait a minute, is this one of the first halachos that Moshe Rabbeinu taught when he came down from the mountain? Could you imagine? He's up on the mountain 40 days, and he comes down, and everybody's listening, shh, What's, what are you teaching us, Moshe? Could it be? Boel Haramis? No, 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 says the Vilna Gaon. It's not that Moshe Rabbeinu taught this by clapping on the shtenda and getting up and giving a drusha about this, but Moshe taught by example. What does that mean? Moshe comes down from the mountain and he sees Loelenu, Klai Yisrael, worshipping the eagle, what does he do? He breaks the luchos. Does the Kodesh Baruch Hu tell Moshe to break the luchos? Absolutely not. Moshe does it on his own. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu agrees with him and says, Moshe, Yashikovach Sheshibarta. Pinchas learns from Moshe. The Lashon is, you taught us, but you taught us by example. Now let's go on. Pinchas is, the Torah tells us, who is he? Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron Akohen. Who needs, we all know that Aaron is the father of Elazar. Why tell us who his grandfather is? So the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, Pebez, Rashi quotes that since people were saying, look at his Zidah, look at his grandfather, and who and what was his grandfather? His grandfather was Yisro, who was Petain, fattened. Agolim, the calves for Avodah Ah, look who now is doing this action. And so the Torah is telling us, wait a second. Besides the fact that we know later on, Israel converts. The bottom line is, look at the other Zeda and learn from the other Zeda. What did Aaron do? When B'nai Israel come and say, make us an Israel. So take a look in Parshas Yisroh. Where are we? In Yisro. Perik Lamid Beis. Posuke. Vayar Aaron. Vayiven Miz 
Lefanov, our own seed, and he builds a Mizbeach. Now, what's Pshat? He builds a Mizbeach. So Rashi says, incredible, that Vayar, he sees, okay, and Vayi, instead of Vayiven, it could be understood, Vayoven, he understood what was happening. Mizavuach, instead of the word Mizbeach, from the fact that they killed Chur, he said, I will not allow them to kill me, and therefore he takes action. Bring me the jewelry, it would take time, and he'll build it himself, as opposed to their building, you know, the Mizbeach. The idea is incredible that Aaron takes action, and as Rashi says on the spot over there, he's Ro'ov, the Omar Mutov, it's best, I'll take the blame and not them. I'll be responsible. Pinchas learned from Moshe. He learned from Aaron that there are times that a leader has to take action. And there are times that he has to take the initiative. And he can't look for a precedent. You've got to do what you know is right. Now you're listening, everybody, and you're going to say, okay, that's a directive to leadership. What about each and every one of us? So I want to suggest that each and every one of us are governed by that which we find in Pirkei Avos, Perik Beis, and that is B'mokom She'enish, where there is no one taking the initiative where there is that man, you ought to be the ish. You ought to be the heavy ish. Incredible. We all know that in Eretz Yisrael, wherever you go, there are branches of Yad Sora. What is Yad Sora? Yad Sora is an organization whereby you have all kinds of medical equipment, uh, not just wheelchairs, which people can come and help make as part of your trip to Eretz Yisrael. But we're talking about ventilators. We're talking about very significant kinds of medical equipment, all kinds of equipment for new mothers coming home from the hospital, etc. That the um, Yad Sora lends to people. It is a gemach. A gemach is a beautiful organization of doing chasodim. It started with... One man, one Jew started. Uri Lapiansky, who later on became a, the mayor of Yerushalayim, but he started Yatsara, which now has branches all over. One person, Ishtadel Leozich. Now, let me tell you something. There is Mitzvah 431 in the Torah, Vahaftim Esager. You are to literally love the convert, somebody who goes through conversion and is a sincere convert, a ger tzedek. There's a special mitzvah in the Torah. Not only the Kamocha, he's a Jew, and love him, as there's an obligation to love every Jew, love him or her, based on an additional pasuk, v'haftim es And the chinuch writes at the end of that mitzvah, for 431, that if somebody is new to the community, someone is new to Yeshua, go over and welcome them. 
I have to tell you, this morning, I davened in Harnov, first time in that particular Beis HaKnesses. After Shul was over, a gentleman came over to me, extended his hand, and said, Welcome to Harnov. You know what I said to him? Wow, you fulfilled Mitzvah 431. Because the Chinuch writes at the end of that Mitzvah, it doesn't only apply to the converts, it applies to someone that's new to your community. Ask them, do you have a place? Do you need a place for breakfast? Can I take you to my house? Can I tell you where the local place is? That little gesture goes so far. Each one of us can do it. You be the one in your shul, in your community, to welcome the stranger. What a privilege that is. Let me tell you something. My fingers, my index fingers, don't fit in your ears. But guess what? Yours do. You're in a situation where you hear Lashon Hara. So the answer is you can't always say, excuse me, that's, not, that's correct. You can't always uh, be mavazeh, embarrass the person and say, but you can do something. You can make a statement. You can show that you don't approve of this. You're going to put your fingers in your ears. And guess what? Just by that simple action, wow, you have shown people what could and should be right. Now, this is so true in so many different ways. In your office, when you wear the amaka and you act in a proper way, wow, what a kiddush Hashem you accomplish in such a way. And I can even tell you that Eretz Zavas Cholov Udvash, leave it to Eretz Yisrael, that there's literally a shortage of beehives in the world, okay, there's a colony collapse disorder, which is shortening and curtailing bees. Kibbutz Beso Amek in the Western Galilee, what are they doing? They are coming up, and they have, with a robotic beehive. Incredible, giving them the proper environment. Again, literally, Erez Zavas Cholov Udvash, and for those of us who didn't realize how important the bees are. The bees are so important because they pollinate the fruits, the vegetables, and the nuts. Without the bees, there would not be almonds. We don't realize the sophistication of this world, and we don't realize. So I take this opportunity of wishing everyone a, not only a good Shabbos, but to realize that in these three weeks it's the time when the Gemara tells us above Metziah Daflamid, do you want to know why the base Amigdash was destroyed? The Gemara says because they followed Din Torah. Is that crazy? They followed Din Torah and the Gemara says yes. They didn't go the Fnim Meshuras Adin. They didn't go beyond. If you follow Din Torah, what's coming to me I want and what's coming to you you want that's no good. What we have to want is that little bit more for the next one. And by each of us wanting that little bit more for the next one, that's going to help bring about that avashinam, which we so dearly need. Now, wishing everybody on that note, a good Shabbos, we should be zolcha, to go out of our way, each and every one of us, for the next one. Shabbat Shalom.